welcome to the Live Uncommon podcast with me, Teresa Lim. I believe in the power of the human spirit and the fascinating stories it tells. Every week, join me as we pay tribute to extraordinary real-life stories of hope, faith, courage, and breakthroughs. May they be a shining beacon of inspiration and a reminder that we are not alone. I hope you find great value in this episode. You ready? Let's go. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Uncommon podcast. Today, I am set in a really beautiful heritage shop house in Juchet, Singapore. And next to me is Diana Chang, a really good friend and founder of Yumi Active. Welcome to the show, Diana. Hi, Teresa. How are you Thank today? Thank you for inviting me <laughs> to Thank your you. podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you today? Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, just that in the morning, was a bit busy as uh, usual what I did do because uh, we have a lot of uh, operational stuff to do and uh, new designs that we have to come up with. Yeah, So that's what I've been busy with. Awesome. Diana is the founder of Yumi Active which is a local boutique female activewear brand. Mm -hmm. And her clothes are absolutely phenomenal. And I definitely would want to own some of these leggings and sports bras and a yoga mat, yoga towel. Basically, I want the whole shebang. I want the whole collection (laughs) of whatever that you're selling here. Thank you so much. It is so beautiful. Diana, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And Diana and I had only met twice prior to this podcast show. Yes, yes. Yeah, I believe the first time that we met open and close inverted commas Mm -hmm. was um, on Instagram. Yes. And then subsequently, we were chatting over Instagram. Yes. And then we met up for coffee yes and diana also took me on a little tour mm-hmm. around her retail space yeah at isetan scott's, scott's yeah. which was amazing and i just felt a very lovely connection mm-hmm. with diana same same <laughs> and i'm so happy that you said yes to coming on this show and maybe today you could expound and share a little bit more about the story behind how you founded and discovered Mm-hmm. Yumi Active because mm-hmm. I know there's a great story behind it and I would love for everyone to know the story behind Yumi Active. Okay, so Yumi means abundant beauty in Japanese. There were there are two particular meanings behind Yumi. So one is it represents my own image of a resilient, a confident woman overflowing with beauty. So the beauty is not just the external beauty part of it, but also the radiant glow that you can see from a woman when she's confident, when she has an active zest of life. So it actually represents that. The second thing why it, uh, it... why I chose a Japanese-inspired name is also because okay, I love how the Japanese do things when they present their goods and services to the customers. The thought that goes into it, the heart that goes into it. So even as a recipient of the goods and services, I truly felt the dedication and the passion of what I receive as an end customer. So it was a Japanese-inspired name for that reason to remind me that this is the kind of experience and uh, the kind of emotion Emotions that I want my customers to feel as well when they take a piece of Yumi Active back home. And now I can really understand the design and the aesthetics of how beautiful your leggings and your bra tops are. Mm-hmm. It's really stunning. And you know, as a listener, if you haven't checked out Yumi Active, please go onto the Instagram or head down to Acetan Scott's or to Tang's and check out their retail because the fabric 
is so beautiful and the designs are absolutely stunning. You have flowers, you have geometrical shapes, you have fern leaves, you have all this beautiful, intricate, sort of like Peranakan-inspired designs as well. And I can really feel the sense of this abundant beauty that you spoke about. And (laughs) it's almost like taking that piece of beauty that you can take and put it on your skin Mm -hmm. as you go practice yoga or go for a jog. Yeah, so yes, the the designs that you see in my studio today carries a very strong Asian culture and heritage. So I started off uh, with really wanting to do that. I wanted people to experience a touch of the Asian culture, the rich diversity of uh, what Singapore represents when they wear our active wear. So uh, when I started this brand, uh, it was uh, when I first conceived this idea, it was like five years ago in 2015 when I first quit my job. Then, of course, there's a, actually a long story behind it. I guess uh, at that time, my husband got a job posting to Jakarta. In order to follow him and support him in his career move, I actually left my corporate job. So I was in the financial services and education sector for about 13 years. I was doing mainly strategic planning. So after quitting my job, I was actually left in a limbo state. Because <laughs> uh, I honestly, it's, uh, it's a journey that I, I, I do not know that I will experience different type of emotions when I quit my job. Because at that time, I was thinking, hey, we are pretty much stable financially. My income was not really needed to say uh, to support the family. I didn't think that much to be very honest uh, at that time. So I just quit my job. <laughs> you know, I just quit my job. I thought that my husband has a good potential in where he's going. So I, I thought that by quitting my job and following him, I can give him all my support. You know, the truth of it is I really didn't think too much at that point in time. The reality only sets in much later, but it didn't take long. Maybe in the first few months, I was already starting to feel it. Okay, in the whole part of my career, I pursue what I want. I contribute as much as I can. I felt a strong sense of purpose because uh, I felt useful. I could put my knowledge, my skill set, my talents into work and I see visible results from it. The feeling of emptiness has never overcome me so strong as much as when I felt it when I just quit my job. Because in the beginning, life was good, right? Because you finally take a break from work. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I actually took cooking classes from, from professional chefs. Uh, that to, sounds to really, cooking really fun. And stuff like this. So all this occupied me and it actually made me happy for a short period of time. <laughs> so I went travelling and do things that I always wanted to do. But that, that didn't last more than three months because the emptiness started to set in very quickly. From a place where I could put all my talents and, my, and whatever skill sets that I have uh, into purposeful use, in my job, it just changed overnight. The sense of satisfaction from work and seeing results, right, was no longer there. When you can cook very well every day, you you get all this thing into order, you enjoy your spa session after a while, all this, uh, you start to feel, I or rather I start to feel extremely empty after a while. I grew up in an environment where I was also taught to pursue my dreams, where I was also taught that I'm a, I can be a useful person to this world. So I felt like I had a lot more to offer to this world than just being a wife who cooks at home. That feeling is real, but I have never experienced that before. And the emptiness is something that I cannot even translate into something tangible. And I always remember that there were times where I wake up, right? 
I just want to go back to sleep because there was no real purpose in my life that I want to wake up. There was nothing for me to fulfill basically in my life because there was no goals that I wanted to achieve. There was no to-do list for me to compete against my time. There weren't except to cook <laughs> and uh, maybe tidy up the place or think about which yoga class I wanted to attend. But that life for me was quite empty, to be honest. I remember there were times, right, where I would just sit down and when I'm having a meal with my husband, I would just tear uncontrollably. And when he asked me why, right, it was a feeling and emotion that I'm not even able to express. Because the emptiness is so real, I'm, I'm grappling with a feeling that I have never experienced before. So I wasn't even sure why I was upset. So the only way... I could explain it is, and to brush him off and to give him an answer was just to tell him that I'm having my period. It could be a hormonal reason. <laughs> That's the only thing that I could think of at that point in time. So, but that bothered me a lot and uh, I, I was really grappling with these feelings that I'm not able to manage. And things were even worse when sometimes when I'm just catching up with my friends over Skype or when I flew back to Singapore to have coffee with them, Simple statements like this, right, will make me burst into tears uncontrollably. Oh, you must be having a time of your life right now. You're just a Thai Thai lady of leisure. That made me feel the worst because that was exactly the thing that I didn't like about myself because I was already feeling extremely useless with zero purpose in my life. So when I hear those comments, I just felt tremendously upset. But it's a bit silly to be angry with your friends for saying things innocently. So I could only bury it in my own heart. So these were feelings that I didn't want to make a big deal out of it, you know, because I think they will feel extremely strange if, if I just burst into tears in front of them. They will feel like, hey, what's wrong, man? What did I really say? But it, it was certain things that I do not know how to manage. So I also do not know how to explain this in words to them. So I just kept quiet. But when I returned home, right, I would just cry uncontrollably because it was just a horrible feeling. It must have taken so much for you to get through every single day mm -hmm. hearing these comments which were very, like you said, innocently put yeah. because they didn't know and they didn't know because you never shared with them how you really felt. Mm -hmm. And then to go home and to feel like you're probably the loneliest person in the world, I can only imagine what that must have done for you on an emotional level as well. And I am so proud of you that you're still here, that you're still standing strong, mm -hmm. that you have this beautiful brand that is keeping you going every single day. Mm -hmm. And personally, I don't know how I would have even gone through that too. So you were really, really brave. It's okay to sometimes feel you're not doing anything that's purposeful, mm -hmm. anything that is useful, you're not feeling that you're growing mm -hmm. and it's okay to feel those feelings mm -hmm. because that is very real to you. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a period of my time where I have never experienced this kind of emotions before. So to be very honest, at that point in time, I do not know what they were as well. So when people ask me, why I'm feeling down, it wasn't something that I could express as well because I, I just didn't know why myself. So I also remembered there were times where I tried to find some um, part-time work uh, on Upwork, which is actually for freelancers. But uh, they were very simple jobs like transcribing. So you know, 
transcribing is pretty straightforward. You listen to certain audio and you just write it down. So it's very simple. And that actually made me feel terrible about myself. I feel like uh, really, hey, I really have so much more to offer. I can really do a lot more than this job. So it's not so much about how much that job paid me, but I just felt like I wasn't making good use of my time. And I I feel very sorry for myself as well. So I I just felt like I should really sit down and think about what I can do and what I can offer to this world and uh, make my life uh, a little bit more meaningful. Because frankly speaking, at times I feel resentful to my husband and and he doesn't know that. Because to him, it's perfectly fine because I feel uh, I feel a sense that hey you're free to pursue your own dreams now you should be happy but when he gets stressed at work uh, he expects that same level uh, he expects a level of understanding uh, towards the, the stress that he goes to his work so but I cannot offer him that kind of understanding because I'm struggling inside me because in me my feeling is you should feel very fortunate that you have this opportunity to pursue what you want, to pursue your own career and your own dreams. While I'm just sitting here, right, with uh, zero direction in my life. But of course, I struggled through that. It was really hard for me. I go into prayer and I think God at that time was the closest thing that filled my heart and filled the void in my heart. And because it is really difficult to explain what I was feeling then. The only reason why I can share this with you is because now I have a better understanding of how I felt. Before that, it was just something that I cannot put into words. So even if you were to ask me back then, why do you look so down? I will give you a blank face and I will tell you I do not know myself as well. It, it was just emotions that were gripping me, but I did not know what they were. I could not put into words or rationalize what was going through me at that point in time. Mm. So you mentioned that prayer was something that you did during that point in time in your life where you felt you were not able to fully express and articulate what you were feeling because these feelings were very new Mm -hmm. for you, right? And you saw yourself taking it out onto your husband and the people around you and to ultimately on yourself. So my question to you is, how did, how did you approach prayer? And how did prayer help you to identify what those feelings were? Mm-hmm. And did you feel like it helped you? Okay, I think first of all, the, the first thing that I asked for was peace because I needed to have some peace in my heart in order to wrap my, wrap my mind around things. Yeah, so the first thing I asked for was peace. Uh, the second thing which I asked for was really wisdom. For me to see, for me to listen. So that helped. So once I, once I feel greater peace in my heart, uh, knowing that God was leading me, I began to pay a bit more attention to things that's around me. So on one occasion when I chatted with my friend, she was actually sharing with me, right, her own struggle as a, uh, as a stay-at-home mom. So this friend of mine, she quit her job. Uh, she was just sharing with me. And she was the one who made me discover why I was feeling the way I was. She shared with me that her children is going to grow up one day and uh, now that she has given up her career and everything, what is going to become of her? So I was like, oh, so although I quit my job not because of my children, I felt like I could totally relate to that, you know. I I guess that was what I was actually experiencing. So I cannot be just somebody's wife. Diana Chang needs to be Diana Chang. And Diana Chang has her own dreams and her own life to live as well. 
So then that is when I started to realise was what I was really lacking and why I was so frustrated with myself and people around me was really because I felt pretty useless. I didn't felt like I was putting my talents, my competencies and my skill sets into good use. So then I felt that I probably was not the only one in this world who goes through that. If I feel that way and my friend feels that way, I think many other people, women, probably feels the same way at some point in time in a different context. You see, condemnation can creep up at the least and unexpected moments in our lives. Mm -hmm. Condemnation of our situation and sometimes condemnation about ourselves. We sometimes forget that whilst we have been equipped in school or public education about how to get your next career, how to study for an exam, but none of us have been taught when an emotion comes up, mm-hmm. when changes happen, mm-hmm. how do we approach change? Mm-hmm. How do we embrace change? What feelings comes up during a change? And for you to go from having a very comfortable, secure, you know, nine to five job mm-hmm. in the financial industry mm-hmm. to not necessarily giving it up, but sort of pivoting away and moving countries from Singapore to Indonesia possibly to a country that you know nothing of, you can't speak the language, you're not very sure what the culture is, to not having open and closed inverted commas anything that is actually yours. Mm -hmm. You know, to feeling those emotions of unworthiness, I'm not contributing, I'm not using my fullest talent, I'm wasting everyone's time, why do I still exist? Who am I? What's my name? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do next? These are really big, 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 emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like from what we can glean from your very beautiful background and story is that through prayer and through meeting this friend of yours who is a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. you finally found that, hey, I'm actually not alone. Mm -hmm. Like these feelings have got names. Someone else is also going through these feelings as well. Do you feel like at that point you felt you were heard and you were seen? And in that happening, how did you move through those emotions in a very healthy way? Being heard, being seen, and most importantly, being understood is very important because the biggest struggle that I had was I couldn't even understand myself at that time. So so first of all, understanding myself and allowing myself to be understood by others, uh, but To have that happen, I need to be able to express my thoughts first. But at that point in time, I wasn't able to. That was actually quite critical. To firstly understand myself first and also to help others understand what I was actually going through. Because there were people around me who were concerned, but I wasn't able to express uh, why I was feeling the way I was. But And that can actually frustrate other people as well because they, they are trying their best to help but I was just closing up and shutting down. You made a very good point about at some point in time, I even questioned the reason for my existence because do I exist just to be someone's wife or do I exist, right, and being given certain set of talents for another reason. Because I truly felt that I had a lot more to offer to this world than being a, a stay-at-home wife. So that, that was when I felt also in interacting with a lot of my female friends where we were at the age of uh, having a family, 
giving up our careers, making changes in our lives. Everybody was going through uh, different stages where transitions in their life, transition is the word, where they felt different type of emotions and they were also trying to grapple with uh, who they were, uh, what they represent and what they can offer to this world. And I feel that the answer is not necessarily an either or. We can be somebody's wife, we can be somebody's mother, but we can also pursue our own dreams together. Setting your mind towards doing this thing and thinking about how uh, we want to pursue this actively and, and going towards a more positive mindset around this. The critical part is to first understand the feelings that you're going through first. So whoever, if anybody is going through this difficult, challenging time, I also want to encourage them to not get angry with themselves, to not force themselves out of the uh, situation that they are in. Because a lot of times, right, uh, we urge ourselves, we push ourselves to, hey, snap out of it, snap out of it, snap out of it. But there's this certain point in time when you just need some time to let the feeling sink in, to let yourself uh, understand uh, why you're feeling those emotions and start moving out of it. It is a process and it's a journey. Um, some people may take longer time than others. Uh, some people get out of it faster, but never hurry yourself and dismiss those feelings away. I, I think that's the most critical part. Because in the early stages, I tend to dismiss my own feelings. I keep telling myself, snap out of it, snap out of it. Okay, I was tr trying to push myself very hard. Don't get depressed over this thing. They are just, they are just silly moods or, or silly feelings. But it, it just continued to stay on. Yeah, so I will encourage those people who are going through certain challenges in their life, having similar emotions, to try to understand what they are first. So the part about the understanding is... Uh, critical. So only after you understand what those are, then you can sit down and properly reflect how you can tackle those emotions and make things better for yourself. Yeah, so Yumi was uh, what came out of uh, those struggles and those emotions and those challenges. So I love yoga and I love working out. So working out is also part and parcel of recovery process, also part and parcel of what makes me happy and what brings me joy in my life. And at that point in time, when I was in Jakarta, I had a lot more time to work out in the gym. I had a lot more time to do yoga. And, and those really, really helped me. I don't need to explain too much about the science of working out. We all know that when we work out, right, we feel a lot better emotionally. Yes, absolutely. We have more energy. So I personally experienced that myself. Although I wouldn't say that exercising was the solution to my problem, it wasn't. It's just that... Working out actually helped in the recovery process. It helps me balance out my life. My mood became a lot better as well. So, yeah, so these absolutely. are critical components in shaping the recovery process. You know, when, and one motivation in working out, right, is also dressing up well. So when you look pretty, when you look good, when you dress out, you also feel good about yourself. I second that. Yeah. 100%. So when you feel good about yourself, you, you're more motivated to do more. It's not about just pure vanity because when sometimes when you wear things that you look good in, it truly changes your mood and nobody wants to wear something and feel low about themselves. So I, I feel that clothes really has a tremendous uh, magic around how a person can feel. I still remember when I go for my workout, when I'm dressed in workout apparels that uh, makes me look good and feel good about myself, I felt happy. Those are the emotions that I badly needed 
at those points in my life. So I was actually thinking, hey, you know, I love working out and I think that there are great benefits in working out. So why don't I blend the two together? So I wanted to create a brand that motivates women to work out, to also encourage women to experience, right, how adopting uh, a positive active lifestyle can bring about great changes in their mood, in their emotions, as well as balance out their life. At that point in time, I know that there were no lack of active wear brands from the big brands like Lululemon, Nike, Adidas, to all your fashion brands that didn't use to do active wear. They all had an active wear collection. Like H&M. Yeah, H&M, Cotton On. Yes. Those brands that used to just do normal, the fashion house basically. So I was also mindful from a business point of view that I just uh, I didn't just want to be another active wear brand. I also wanted to create something that I would be proud of and also people around me can connect with and they find happiness in wearing the brand because it represents certain things that is connected to their heart. So in my research and in the development of Yumi, I noticed that there were something that's missing in many labels. A lot of labels represent the Western lifestyle, the Western types of lifestyle, the Western fitting, the scenes, the context. So I felt like what I could do to stand out a little bit was to infuse the Asian culture heritage that we live in that is close to my heart. Whenever I travel abroad, especially to Western countries. At the end of my two weeks trips, I would crave for my Asian food. So same. same. <laughs> at, the, at, at the root of my heart, right, the Asian living, my Thai food, my Tom Yam soup, my Katong Laksa, my Japanese sushi. Carrot cake, chicken rice. Yeah, it, it's still at the very root of my heart. So, and I felt a closer attachment when I traveled to Asian countries, because those were the food, right, that I was a lot more used to being in Singapore. I feel a greater affiliation to these countries in Asia, like Japan, Korea, Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, a lot more than when I traveled to London, Paris. The food, uh, the culture, the style, I enjoy those countries for sure. But at the end of the day, after that two weeks, I still felt like I needed some, I needed a dose of Asia back home. That part of me was a part of the inspiration why I designed my apparels and my collections, infusing a very strong Eastern touch to it because I wanted my label and my design to carry that. I felt like I could still uh, differently and I could still offer the emotive side of things that connects me to Asia and Singapore. And I felt that what I could do a lot more was to connect to my Asian counterparts at a deeper level by infusing certain elements, culture, heritage, side scenes that they are a bit familiar with. So that's where I started to develop my first collection, which is called Blooms of the East. It's a collection of floral leggings inspired from the national flower of different Asian countries. So you have the Vanda Miss Jokim, which is Singapore National Orchid. You have the Japanese Sakura, which is the Japanese national flower. You have the Korean hibiscus. And I also have the jasmine flower. 
which is mostly connected to the Indian culture. So I chose these flowers deliberately because I know that floral leggings is nothing new uh, when it comes to active wear. But I wanted certain stories around it so that people could feel certain attachment to it when they wear the legging. So Singapore National Flower Banda Miss Joachim is one example of it. So that was my first collection. Moving on to the future as well, do you have anything that is on the horizon or anything in the pipeline? Any plans, you know, for yourself mm -hmm. or even for Yumi? Okay, a lot of uh, my customers uh, tend to be yogis. Either that or they do Pilates. And I realise it's because uh, a lot of my designs are very colourful and very bright. More of the yogis and Pilates goers tend to go for it. But I want to really serve uh, a bigger segment of the market and that, was, that is the reason uh, why Yumi exists. So in the course of speaking to different women, uh, doing different activities like HIIT, jumping fitness, personal training, they tend to like solid colours uh, a little bit more. So currently, my design direction and my design approach uh, is to explore how I can infuse the heritage design in a more subtle manner into solid color leggings. So that when they wear it, it's still, uh, it's still pretty much primarily a solid color leggings, but it has certain nice, slick touches of uh, Asian heritage to it. So that's the direction that I want to go because I want to cater to uh, more needs of women uh, who are doing different sports that uh, maybe floral designs, bright colourful leggings are not something that they would like to wear in a gym setting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's, that's one direction. Sign me up. I'm definitely <laughs> going to buy it because personally, even as... You know, as a yogi myself, mm -hmm. I do like block colours. Mm -hmm. And some people may think that's so boring, but I like I like block colours mm -hmm. because it's not so distracting for me. It's just mm -hmm. a personal taste. And I do love your very beautiful, flowery, asymmetrical, kind of like geometrical shape designs. But on a personal level, I do like my block colours. So to infuse certain elements of mm -hmm. the Asian design heritage or even like having a little patch of like a flower or something, a motif or yeah. an emblem. I think that's so beautiful because you are catering to people like me who like mm. block colours yeah. and boring and dull. And <laughs> no, don't you know, say that. No, I am quite boring and dull. <laughs> and you know, and just infusing that with a little bit of that abundant beauty, which yeah. is what Yumi is all about. I yeah. think that's very clever. That's really mm. smart. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really overtake and empower the whole design of the leggings. And mm -hmm. it's something that I would definitely want to buy mm -hmm. as well. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, so for myself, right, just now you, you were asking about myself. So before I started Yumi, I was actually working out quite actively. I trained for half marathon and I was doing awesome. yoga like three to four times a wow. week. Yeah, that's awesome at that time. But after <laughs> I started Yumi, the irony of things is I got so busy, I didn't, I wanted to come up with a apparel brand to motivate other women to work out. But the irony of the thing is, I got so busy, I didn't have time to exercise anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh so, so I have, uh, this recent uh, months, and I've been making a great attempt to get, get that back into my routine. Like exercising regularly, working out regularly, just making time, uh, waking up one or two hours earlier just to work out a little bit. And yeah, I felt a lot better. So I, I have kind of gone back to that. So moving forward, I actually want to continue to build that in to my routine. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I mm -hmm. think, you know, like you out there to marry beauty mm -hmm. together with something that you love, which is fitness and yoga. Mm -hmm. And to fully embrace that 
philosophy as well through Yumi. You're also wanting to also physically go out and do your training, do yep. your classes. And I love that because, you know, you were mentioning earlier on that fitness and yoga and there's something about working out that makes you feel so much happier. Mm-hmm. It helps you to think clearer as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that as your body evolves, you know, and you're taking care of your body, you're eating right, you're working out, mm-hmm. you start to also start to think right. Yes. You start to also feel right. Yes. And it's always an opportunity for you to enter into a deeper layer of relationship with yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Just getting to know yourself on that level, which was a lot of what you shared yeah. before uh, on the podcast too. So thank you so much for being so open. Mm-hmm. For being so honest. No, I must thank so you for allowing vulnerable. me to share my story. <laughs> no, thank you so much for sharing. I, I know that it's you my know, pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. It's it's sometimes very difficult to, you know, go back and revisit the past mm-hmm. and to talk about and share again the very strong emotions mm-hmm. that you were going through. And I just want to thank you so much for being very vulnerable. <laughs> Uh, for for being so brave, thank to, you to share to share this with with me and you know to the people who are listening in who don't know you yet. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. I am so touched. Like yeah. when you were sharing your story, I I actually was quite moved to tears. I won't say quite. I was very moved to tears. Um, and I hope that whoever is listening in right now know that you are not alone. Know that whatever that you're going through mm-hmm. right now. Someone has already gone ahead of you to feel those emotions too. So mm-hmm. I hope that you found a lot of value in this episode. Uh, give Yumi Active a follow on Instagram. If you want to get in touch with Diana, please just drop me a DM or I can put you in contact with her. She's a fantastic woman. Go have a coffee Thank with you. her. She is so amazing. And definitely do go down to Isetan Scott's and Tang's yeah. to check out the Yumi Active Thank range. you. So beautiful. <laughs> Yogis, runners, and I don't care if you're doing whatever fitness that you're doing, go out there, check out her range and go get yourself a pair of leggings. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you so much for your time today and I'll see you around soon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you were inspired and got great value out of this episode. This podcast is very much yours as it is mine. If you have a personal story you would be open to sharing or know of someone who does, drop me a message and let's connect. If you have enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend and follow me on Instagram at underscore the life uncommon for updates on new weekly episode drops. See you then.